welcome to Film Suck. Uh, today we are tackling uh, the new television show called Mrs. America. Um, it's on Hulu FX um, within Hulu, and it's um, dealing with uh, the case of Phyllis Schlafly, um, the the uh, conservative um, political force um, who arises in the 1970s to challenge the Equal Rights Amendment, which looks like it's going to pass. And she's, you know, you know, given <laughs> credit slash blame, depending on where you are ideologically, for being for leading the charge in um, basically killing it making sure it doesn't pass. Um, and it's a show that takes on, you know, all very highly recognizable, like, like leading lights of the feminist movement as well. Gloria Steinem, um, Betty Friedan, uh, Bella Abzug, Shirley Chisholm, and uh, lots of others. Um, yeah. So, and it's got this very starry cast, Kate Blanchett stars as Phyllis Schlafly. Um, but it's just got a very, um, it's, it's got one of those casts that makes you constantly go, Oh, Hey, look, it's so-and-so. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's tackle Mrs. America, which by the way, has just astronomically great reviews. It's got like a 96% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's really being received with very, very, um, it was just tons of praise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so know, I, I, I just, just, of course, come right out. With it. Did, <laughs> I absolutely hate it. And we know, can get decided, into why. I decided not to read any reviews just for mm-hmm. a change this time, just to have kind of fresh. Which fresh is a good take, idea. Yeah. Fresh take on it. Did, did, but you read, right? Like you flipped through various. I just wanted to see how, okay. how you know, because I read a couple just to see how other others mm-hmm. were positioned. And there were so many positive ones. I had to hunt to find a. To find a negative one, which I finally yeah. did. Um, but yeah, I figured, <laughs> frankly, I, I, would, I just wanted to double check and make sure I figured just from the look of it and the quality of it, we'll get into that, that it was going to be very well received. Um, okay. It's got a lot of qualities that I now associate with everything I hate in, me, in television <laughs> content. <laughs> so anyway, we can get but into you know, that. Before, before we like go deep, <laughs> deep mm. into it, um, I just wonder, because I kept thinking, well, first of all, obviously, why now? But that's just probably a question hard to answer why, why they made it now. Mm-hmm. But also another thing, it seems that there's like 70s now is like the hottest time period ever to make any kind of I don't know, film shows. I think Hunters that I couldn't even watch was mm-hmm. also 70s. What's the other ones? I don't know. It seems like the 70s, like new boom happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, did you notice it? I just, it, is, is it something about the fashion? I guess the 70s fashion is back. And then that's why the stories are back. I don't know what the hell, or is it because the 70s were the only like interesting kind of turbulent time that's like historically kind of not too far away i don't know why it's everything it seems to be about 70s these days well i mean for me i think it just struck me less because i've now lived through i'm older than you i've now lived through 60s 70s revivals Mm -hmm. a million times in fashions so it keeps coming back it's like an evergreen fashion movement and then it goes away again then it comes back again um periodically they try to revive like the 80s and that doesn't that doesn't have nearly the lasting or cyclical effect but i mean Best guess, and I wish this would be true, it would be going back to see where absolutely everything went wrong. (laughs) You know, a lot was going wrong (laughs) even before that, but for sure, everything is going wrong. And then, of course, you wind up with the 80s, and it's the beginning of the end, at least in my view, for for America as any kind of experiment, much less a laughable, we laugh as we say, this noble experiment. Um, So all I can think is that let's go back and see... (laughs) 
what went wrong what right? went wrong and what was maybe still still going right but i i frankly even as i say that i'd be surprised if that's actually it Hmm. Now, there's something to that because a lot of things did sort of emerge and then like turned into this like ugly, I don't know, baby. <laughs> no, yeah. we're yeah. not even a baby. What is it? Over 40 years later. Yeah. So. And it yeah, does so seem like Mrs. America <laughs> is doing that thing where it's clearly drawing. I, I've read a little bit about what comes next and it's going to very clearly draw the lines to, 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 to Reagan. And then, of course, there's there's many things in the show, I would argue, that's that's sort of indicating Trump is is ultimately going to be the result of this. Phyllis Schlafly's mm-hmm. last book, and she wrote, I forget how many, so many books, was uh, a conservative defense of Donald Trump. It was published the day after she died. So her, her last Whoa. official act was, <laughs> was, was making the case for Trump. And, and one review really talks about how she was, she was kind of like mm-hmm. pulling pr- Trump maneuvers early on and the success of them could perhaps foretell how successful Trump was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but since, yeah, I never made it through all the nine episodes, only four. Well, me so either. I'm only on five. <laughs> I've yeah, been cheating but, and reading ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, we can imagine. I, I've seen enough. I don't know. It's mostly just boring and because they're like famous faces and Kate Blanchett is sun and it's very more or less watchable. But it just, uh, most of it is, as you say, I guess it looks in the, as a very kind of classic, perfect kind of just whatever reminiscing, I don't know, 1970s show with with some, I guess, minor style in the in the it, because there was some documentary footage basically added it in, mm-hmm. right? But but even that doesn't really add any particular life to anything. Yeah, there's always a montage kind of. I think it's the beginning of almost every episode. Is, is no, part sometimes of it's like not even in. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's only in the beginning. Sometimes it's like happens somewhere. Yeah, half, they might add a little in. more later. Yeah, yeah. But most of it, in I mean, I, I would actually really try to be like neutral, not hateful or anything uh-huh. but to me most of it really looked like um sort of an a- illustrated debate class mm. you know between whatever the libbers as i think phyllis schlafly calls them and, mm. and whatever and the conservative conservative women so it's mm-hmm. all of it is just very um yeah it's just like debate to debate dialogue to dialogue about these issues so in a way it's very fitting for today because it seems like you know this content over form thing completely took over and that's the only thing that matters and that's why probably they're raving reviews i imagine because they really discuss <laughs> at length literally all those like whatever issues that i guess still plugging our society i don't know yeah i think people are really liking that that they think this is a real you know and supposedly us historians at least people are claiming um are giving it high marks for at least what goes on in public as being roughly accurate of course they're making up all kinds of shit about what went on in private that they don't know i mean shirley chisholm was being probably being bugged but (laughs) presumably most of the others weren't so they don't know what went on in phyllis schlafly's bedroom but they that doesn't stop them from doing a scene in there um that's a just, you know, she's having to put up with, shall we say, sex when she'd rather not have it from her husband. And that's the bad bargain she's made. And there's this there's this whole argument essentially about Phyllis Schlafly that I, I find laughable, which is it, which is she is she is suffering as much as anyone from the from the patriarchy. And that's what drives her toward greater activism. She can't succeed in the areas she wants to succeed in. She considers herself kind of expert in, you know, especially in anti-communist fighting, in, you know, armaments, nuclear, you know, nuclear stockpiling, all the stuff she wants to pursue. No one will listen to her. And she can only fulfill her ambition by going toward um, 
you know, women's rights issues, which are all burgeoning in the ERA and tackling the ERA. But that's not what she wanted to do. And so the whole implication is, ironically, what drove her um, is the same thing that drove, supposedly, you know, the, the, the leading figures in the feminist movement. They're suffering under patriarchy. This is what actually, ironically, joins them all. 